This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. What did I have for breakfast? I had, for breakfast this morning, I had a banana and a Rice Krispie bar because I, you. I didn't have enough time to have Weetabix. So you're eating on the hoof? I was. Good man. I didn't have any breakfast today. You didn't have any? No. That's silly. I know, I didn't have time. No, 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 no. No, that's, no, that's the time. biggest... Do you <laughs> know if any get... of my players turned up late? There's no excuse for being well, late. Uh, well, you want to tell Owen that? No excuse for being <laughs> late. You want to tell Owen, because I you enjoy... You can always move, you can in... always go a bit earlier, wake up a bit earlier, get an earlier bus. There's Alan, no excuse for being seven, late. But mind you, that 10 minutes we of should sat be recording outside this. Owen's house waiting we for him. We should be recording this. I could have eaten We should have been recording this. <laughs> it is recording. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no, no, it is recording. <laughs> right. Well, well. What an introduction to the podcast. <laughs> He's got to do his good morning, good welcome. <laughs> I know he has. Good afternoons, good breakfasts, whatever. Yeah. Good breakfast. Banana. You're listening to the 100% LCFC podcast, brought to you by 100% LCFC and Owen Palmerakin. Welcome back. It is the 100% LCFC podcast. This is Owen Palmerakin. A pleasure to have you along, as it always is. And what a lineup we have for you today. Joining me in the 100% LCFC studios is former City striker Alan Young and chief editor here at Leicester City's leading fanzine, Mr. Phil Holloway. How are you both, gentlemen? Well, I'm fine, but I don't think Phil is because he's not had any breakfast. He's, no, he's not had any breakfast. I'm hungry because I was waiting for Owen. Okay. What, 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 does that mean you were late, Owen? Did you have breakfast, Owen? I, I had a little bit of breakfast. You had a little bit of breakfast. I bet you had a banana. I, I did have a banana. <laughs> we're spoiling his, his, his intro. He's got it all practiced, and now we're messing it up for him. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, the, 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 the enjoyment of, uh, of, of live podcasting. Well, anyway, Owen, I, I must say, it's a lovely Monday morning. It is. Not weather-wise. Not weather-wise at result-wise. all. result-wise. Result-wise, it is. We are going to be chatting about the... Uh, the Norwich City win. We're also going to be chatting about the spirit of Leicester City over the last sort of two months and Jamie Vardy for England as well. But obviously, let's start off with that win over Norwich City last Saturday. And Alan, I'm sh- pretty sure that Delia wasn't too happy. Was she? <laughs> we what, smashed her cake. Don't I tell we? you what, she, she got her cake 
Firmly smashed, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but on the Jack. best possible taste, Delia. I hope you know. I was going to tweet someone, but I couldn't even spell Delia. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, it was <laughs> it was marvellous. Do you know? I, I I I I followed the game on that text thing for the very first time in my life, mm. and I I thought it was, it was what good fun I had watching <laughs> Jamie Vardy go go. It was great. I was jumping up myself. It was great fun, and then I was I was tweeting everybody, and then all gone mental. So, I thoroughly enjoyed my Saturday afternoon. Apart for the last minute of six extra minutes, was it six Owen? added minutes at the end of, at the end of uh, the second half? Yeah. Oh dear! Incredible stuff. Nail biting stuff. Squeaky bomb time, Sir Alex. We held on. That's all that matters. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and obviously, it was a, a rather strange or. How can how can you say one of those team selections that surprised everyone, wasn't it? It was didn't um, surprise me. It didn't surprise you. Adam. Well, you know from the last few weeks what we've been saying. Jeff's not full back. Richie Delat needs a rest, so he's brought in Simpson. He's brought in folks, and it worked. The only thing that I didn't see on was Mares up front. I should have seen it. I should have seen that he was going to get a rest. It was a solid back four. It was a solid four across the midfield, and the two up front were always going to cause loads of problems. Let's talk about uh, the fullbacks first of all, because obviously it has been well documented amongst Leicester City fans over the last few weeks that Richie Delat and Jeff Schluck aren't having the greatest of time at fullbacks in the Premier League. Yes, they were very good in the Championship, but they're more they're more wingbacks, aren't they? In in maybe a three five two or or, or some some uh, like a similar formation. Um, but Christian Fuchs for me is an outstanding left back and one that I'm surprised took this long to start a Barclays Premier League game. Totally agree with you, Owen. I mean, the guy's played for his country God knows how many times. He's captain of his country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen so many videos of him with that cultured left foot. The only thing that we're, I'm waiting to see now is one of his free kicks because he can strike a ball he certainly can. beautifully. Um, and on Saturday, he put some great crosses into the box. He's getting forward well enough, but he knows. He's been, he's been taught. He's been brought up as a defender, as a left-back. He's found his, his position early. He's been coached well. And so you, you, this is the final product. And mm. I, he's, he's not old for a defender either. And then you've got Danny Simpson on the other side as well. Tough as old nails. Great pedigree as well. Just has to be a wee bit careful sometimes, I think. But Danny um, Simpson surprised me that he was in Leicester City's squad this season. There was a lot of rumours about him leaving yeah. the, the club in the summer for various different reasons, um, both on the pitch and off them. Um, but he's certainly putting in a, a claim for himself for a starting eleven against Southampton in a couple of weeks' time, isn't he, Alan? Well, he has. He's, he's had a few problems, though, and as you just um, mentioned there briefly, um, mostly off the pitch, mm. um, has, the, has the light bulb come on? Has you know? Come on then, Danny. Sort yourself out. We've got through this. Got past. We're, we're, you know, get on with stuff now. We've only got a few more years left in professional football, um, so let's make the most of it. So has the penny dropped? Has has Claudio Ranieri maybe found out about his his background? Sat him down. I know Jock Wallace would have done. Jock, well, he did it for me, and I know he did it for a lot of other players. Any problems off the pitch? Get rid of them. And Danny looks now. He looks to be enjoying himself, Owen, as much as anything else. Mm. And we've all been crying out for clean sheets. We were so unfortunate on Saturday not to get one. We were. We'll talk about clean sheets a little later on. Phil, Riyad Mahrez started on the bench for Leicester City on um, Saturday against Norwich. 
Well, did that surprise you at all? Obviously, Leicester City's probably star player in the first opening couple of months of the season on the bench for an away tie at Norwich, a newly promoted side to the Premier League, where you would have thought he'd have had a little bit of space to, to go in and, and, and do, his, do his stuff, in a sense. Did it surprise you that he was on the bench on Saturday? Uh, it did when I first heard it, but, uh, you know, a little bit of reflection. And you thought, yeah, fair play to Claudio Ranieri, because... It, Mares was not really very good against Arsenal, if you ask me. He was, no. and the most frustrating thing was he would not pass the ball. And when he's on, when he's not beating players, and he and somebody's got his number, he he wasn't looking for that second thing to do, which was make a pass or create space for other people. So I think it was the right thing to do. I think in a away game we just needed to shut up shop a little bit and play play more, more defensively and and strike on the counter attack, which is a bit more how we played. So. I think it was quite brave from Ranieri to take one of the form players in Europe and put him on the bench and, and not give him a game. But like he said in, in, in Monday's Mercury, today's Mercury, as it stands, which is just behind me. The joys, again. Um, he says he's not, he's, not prepared to, uh, he's not prepared to make the big calls. I, he says, in fact, he says, I'll make the big calls on Leicester City's team selection. That's that's it, that's it, well, that's his job. Absolutely, that's his job. He's getting very, very well paid for it. But um, that's great. I never seen um, him leaving out right on uh, on the Saturday. But on reflection, I should have done. I think it was a great decision to go with a solid back four, solid midfield four, creative midfield four as well. By the way, not a lot of height in there, you know. No, no. But no, a lot of pace and a lot of determination. And two boys up front that are going to cause any club trouble. Yeah. And that, so the whole four-four-two system. Uh, that, 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 that played on Saturday, it worked. I mean, there's people out there screaming now at the radio or whatever, saying 4-4-2 is a thing of the past. We've said before, systems don't win games, players do. But it suited the players down to a tee on Saturday and uh, it worked very well for them. Who's to say that it's going to be the same for Southampton away our next game? It might well be. You might want to change it. But we'll see. We've got what nearly two weeks yeah and we just hope that Jamie comes back from England unscathed mm, again we'll, we'll, t- we'll chat about uh, Jamie Vardy um, a little later on in the show Alan you mentioned about Riyad Mahrez and you said that you, you didn't you should have seen that he was going to be left out of the yeah. of the starting yeah. 11 um, and maybe dropped to the bench you spoke bef- to me before the podcast why do you think he did it I think um, he's taking into consideration Norwich's start to the season. Um, I also think he looked at, you're only as good as your, your last game, uh, is a hackneyed phrase in, phrase in football. Indeed. Rahid wasn't just poor against Arsenal, he was very poor. And we can say that because we know how great he can be. But against Arsenal, he was, he was more than poor. And I think that might have affected the lad. He's only a youngster in, in terms of Premiership football and coming into to British football in particular. So maybe it was time. He's, he's been thrilling us for so long. And when things go wrong like that, maybe it's time to have a wee bit of a rest. So credit to the manager um, for, for leaving him out. He had him on the bench, mm-hmm. you know. And if things hadn't been going the way that they were, there was always the option of, of um, bringing him on and we know then what he can do. So uh, I think the manager, a lot of credit to the manager. Um, and he will change things if he thinks that, that uh, they ought to be changed. I've, I'm quite impressed with him. 
Uh, Claudio Ranieri said in, in Monday's Mercury, I left Mares out because I wanted to put him on in the second half, but the match was different and it was good for us and to, for Mares to get a rest for one match. It is okay. He can never play 38 matches. I have a lot of players in good condition and that is very good for the manager. Maybe we need to give him a break. We were very solid on the flank. Mark Albright and help Danny Simpson. I know how Norwich play. They push a lot on the flanks, left and right. So he's basically said there he wanted to give uh, he wanted to give Danny Simpson a bit more protection and that is yeah. what Leicester City fans have been crying out for for Richie Delat over the last couple of weeks. So do you think... <laughs> That Richie Delat yeah, is, is is a little bit unlucky to be dropped for a game when Riyad Mahrez is, is dropped at the same time. Not at all. Richie Delat was cursing. Not at all. I don't think <laughs> it's. I don't think it doesn't surprise me at all. I think it's been coming for a while. Richie Delat has been. Richie's been poor. I like Richie as a player. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think he's been poor, and I think the manager's seen that. He needs a rest. Another one who needs a rest. Um, and Danny Simpson and. and uh, folks in it, the other side. Just think, just think, just look at it in your mind's eye now. Think of the back four: solid or what? Yes. Then think about Jeff Sweet one side, uh, Ma- um, Richie Delat the other side. Is it solid? No. Now we talk also about this this cover thing that Raheem Mares doesn't get bad to cover. Raheem Mares, you've got to try and co- uh, give him a bit of liberty, a bit of freedom. So therefore, yeah, one or two of you are going to be exposed. Mark Albright's task and Jeff Sloop's task was to protect not behind the full backs but in front when we didn't have the ball, just to tuck in uh, two banks of four and leave the two lads up the front. And it worked. Yeah, it did. Let's talk about um, that penalty because I know you two have different opinions on whether or not it was a penalty. Of course, Jamie Vardy went into the box, brought down... Um, by Sebastian Bassong, referee point to the penalty spot. But Alan, you don't think it was a penalty, do you? I think um, I'm, I'm not preaching to the. I'm not well preaching to the converted here. We all know what Jamie can do. We all know when Jamie gets in a penalty area, he'll either score, get a shot, or get a penalty. Um, mm. That's that's end product for Jamie is is phenomenal now, top scorer in the in the league. So absolutely fantastic. But he got the wrong side of Bassong, and I think big Bassong. The size of him compared to Jamie, he ended up facing his own goal. Jamie felt a, a, a nick and went, and Mark Clattenburg gave the penalty. Now, how many times have we seen Jamie do that? And that's that's great because that's to our advantage. Managers of other teams will say to their defenders, when this guy gets you in the penalty and they stay on your feet and don't tackle him, you know, because he'll go down and he'll get penalties. Having said all that, it was a penalty because the referee gave it. Phil? Yeah, I think Vardy's done done the right thing and he's put himself there. He's put the defender in an awkward position, hasn't he? And the defenders can't do, can't really stop himself by clipping him and touching him because he, he has jumped in front that, of him. So he's, 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 that, he's built that way, Phil. You know, yeah. he's, he's, like, he's quick. Yeah, he jumps and in front slight, and then... And if he gets his slightest neck, then you do go down, yeah. you do go over. So I think, for me, it was a, it was a penalty. I thought I'd have been pass, frustrated if it had I been thought the pass us, was even better. Yeah, The pass from N'Golo Conte brings oh. us on very nicely to our next point. He's proving to be a bargain for £5.5 million, pounds, isn't he? I think uh, Danny Drinkwater's relishing playing alongside him. I know he would like his pal Matty back, Matty James, but playing with this lad now who's all over the pitch, he's just energy personified, back behind, um, clearing the ball for corner kicks, up the front. What a great ball through for Jeff Sloop's goal as well. 
mm-hmm. absolutely beautifully timed. Great running, great movement for Jeff, by the way. But Kante, for me, if he can, if he can continue this form, we're going to win an awful lot more than we lose. Of course, City currently sit fifth in the Barclays Premier League, Alan. For, not in the uh, not in the positions. not in the Champions League Euro- places, but still European position. Still, <laughs> it's still in the We're uh, knocking on Europe's door. Still in the Europa League places. Should Leicester City be there by the end of this season? We'll we have don't to. want Europa. We'll st- we want oh. a big one. Okay, so we want your Real Madrid. So if Leicester if Leicester City finished fifth in the Barclays Premier League, you wouldn't be happy with well, that. You'd have to take it, wouldn't you? But. I think the the Europa League. I think that seriously um, affects certain teams. It's playing on a Thursday with night, with isn't it? Thursdays and Sunday, and then you play on a Sunday. It's you know. A yeah, but we'd want Sunday. that, wouldn't we? I'm not so sure. Well, I think we would if we don't. If we don't want to get into what, Europa Thursday, League. Thursday away at Locomotive Leipzig. Or I'd look forward like to that. that. Yeah, if we don't want hey. to get in the European Europa Europa League. Then what are we, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, if, be our if, if, if someone if offered you at the start of this season, Leicester oh, finish or finish fifth in I'm the Premier bit, League, I'm being a then bit you'd take that, wouldn't you? Absolutely, I'd take yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Just you think that place would be rocking. Think how much money Leicester City last year got around £71 million for finishing 14th. So think how much money will be in it for the club. I know Money's not an issue. I know it's not. An, I know you were going to say something along those lines, but from the financial side, it's another plus for the club, isn't it? And should well, they should they builds, want to ex- should another, they another as, as, as exactly the what I was just going to say should they want to extend the stadium yeah. there's the funds to do it go and do it absolutely the and then stay up there stay in Europe be competitive every season and we'll fill the place another goal conceded on Saturday is it starting to six get a little bit six minutes six minutes extra time what's all that about regardless Alan another goal conceded is it worrying yet I think um, we're, we're sort of, we, we've excused it this weekend because it came so late in the game. We had defended so well for so long in the game and for it to come with like six minutes of added time, seven minutes of added time, was a bit of a, a punch in the gut, so to speak. So we're, I think we're kind of, we're, we're kind of sort of let them off a wee bit because we won. It doesn't bother me that we let a goal in. I mean, I think... It, it yeah, but we, what happens if it's the only one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it it does seem like we're a team who at the moment can't keep a clean sheet, and but we're scoring more goals than we're. No, 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 no. That's a very very Kevin Keegan way of looking at it. No, no, that's wrong. There's only one stat that matters, and that's the point. No, no, yeah, yeah, but you're not going to get Phil. Believe me, you're not going to get them. You look at the league table now. Look at the four and against column. The against column is horrific. No other word for it. Horrific. I tend to look at fifteen. Fifteen goals conceded in the opening. And we've scored Eight as Premier many League games. We've, Seventeen we've, goals we've scored, haven't we? I think. Seventeen goals scored. Right. You take you, you go to that goals against column, take mm-hmm. three goals away. Yep. How many more points have you got? You're top of the bloody league. Just think about it, son. He's he is across, thinking. Man. He's thinking. Yeah, thinking. Yeah, it's not I, we can't keep if clean you, sheets at the moment. Listen, it's not the we've got the world, to go now, this is hypothetical. You have to go to Newcastle United. Well, you probably want to go to Newcastle United, to be fair. But you have to go to somewhere like Anfield or or Man City on a Tuesday night in the pouring rain, it's freezing cold. And what do you want? You want a point. You want to go there and not concede a goal. Because we've got goals, Phil. We've got goals in midfield. We've got goals up front. We will score a goal. 
we might only score one. That's all we'll need if yeah. we can keep a bloody clean sheet. No, well, I agree, but he's getting that excited. He, he's not. His microphone is two feet away from him. He's you can, you can barely, just you barely my finger doing that thing away. Okay, but no, but seriously, <laughs> clean sheet is the biggest thing. If you score, if you don't let any goals in, you don't lose the game. End of story. Yeah. Whether you draw or win, well, you've got a draw. But or I think a win. Well, I think Phil's you, I think Phil's just, point I think is Phil's George Graham is that is that is he your hero? Not at all. One nil to the Arsenal. Not at all. <laughs> but I, th- I think Phil's point is that Leicester, Leicester City have won, goals. When and Arsenal won that, won the yeah. champion. Yeah, yeah. How many how many games did they lose? Uh, I None. don't know. None, is that None. right? Yeah. Thank you very much. I would like to see that the goals against <laughs> Column as well. Was that for the Arsenal Invincible season? No. Yeah? Uh, that's what oh, that's, you're on about yeah, that one. It, that was yeah, on, yeah, the on about George Graham, George Graham no, in the, no, no, in no, the eight, late 80s and 90s. When Unbeaten Arsenal for the whole season. How good is that? I forget that? Owen How wasn't cool born was around then. Yeah, I have when to remember. Arsenal just won 1-0 every Anything post-1996, I wasn't actually around. So... I'd been here for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's move on um, because I don't want this to turn into another referees debate or anything along those lines, Alan. Um, but let's talk about Jeff Schlott because your theory of him not being a fullback, not being a striker, him being a wide left player was proved accurate on Saturday. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to be the big I am when we come to this, but I'm not trying to be the big I am. But I was right. No, I'm seriously no, but I've, I've said, in my opinion, for what it's worth, he's not a striker because he doesn't, he can't do both jobs. He can't run away behind defenders and he can't come short for the ball. So mm. Not his game. Full back, he might be a full back later in his career. He's got to learn the defensive side of it though. And we have been caught out a couple of times with a couple of goals from the left back position in our own penalty area. And it had to be addressed. A natural left back in. in uh, and Fuchs has come in, and Jeffrey will look, he'll learn from him. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll watch him, he'll, he'll see his positional play, stuff like that. But Jeff, you, what we want to see Jeff is with the ball at his feet, terrorising defenders. He won the ball back on the on the touchline on Saturday, gave it to, uh, gave it inside to Conte, continued his run, and if you watch it, it's clever, because Conte carries forward, carries forward, and then Jeff's sort of three-quarter pace, and then he changes gear again. Bosh! Pass the defender. The ball inside the defender from Conte. Jeff, very clever, waited for the challenge, rode it, stuck it in the back of the net. That's what we can get from Jeff's sloop week in, week out, week in, week out. And, of course, Leicester City um, will we'll go into the game against Southampton and Claudio Ranieri will have a bit of a selection headache in terms of his wingers because, obviously, Riyad Mahrez dropped to the bench, but Mark Albrighton and Jeff Schlupp did a very good job. Where do you accommodate Riyad Mahrez back into that lineup? Because you can't take Jeff Schlupp out, out after scoring a goal. Mark Albright, it's always a constant threat from crosses. That, that's a strange one, isn't it, for, for Claudio Ranieri? I don't think so. I think Claudio's just going to um, say to, um, to Mahrez before the game, here, son, put that big warm coat on and come and sit beside me. I think for not uh, for Southampton away, I think he'll play a very similar mm. I don't think he'll change play. the team at all. I think it'll be almost identical. Southampton Unless are playing Jamie, well. As I said earlier, Jamie comes back safe and sound for the England game. Yeah. Then it'll be, for me, it'll be the same as. Yeah, well, I totally agree. I think it'll be the same sort of team, same sort of style of play. 
Mm. Well, of course, we were talking about Jeff Schlupp, and let's hear from him after he spoke after the Norwich City victory on Saturday. Yeah, it's massive. You know, I mean, you know, the main thing when you come come off a loss is to obviously better ourselves, and we did that today. You know, we knew how tough it was going to be. Um, Norwich have had some some good results, and they're a hard team to beat. But you know, we come out the second half firing. You know, the we said in the change room, you know, the next goal was massive, and we've come out and got that early on, which which helped us settle into the game. So, um, you know, we had to dig deep at the end, but I think we deserved the three points today. You know, I've said in, in other interviews, you know, we, we can play we can play the football, but we can also dig deep. You know, I think from our recent performances and and, and results, you know, we can we're definitely not shy of of digging deep, and and you can tell that we don't lack the the team spirit and the fighting spirit. You know, so. Um, you know, we dug deep, you know, the fans stay behind us like they always do. The voice of Leicester City footballer Jeff Schlopp there. And he spoke, Alan, about the way that the Foxes will always dig in to try and win games. Um, and that's been proved in the first sort of opening two months of the season, hasn't it? Leicester City have never looked out of a game, even against Arsenal when they lost 5-2. Yeah, I think maybe you can take the Arsenal game a wee bit out of that. I think Arsenal just uh, uh, magic at times, but... The spirit that we have has been with us now. <coughs> Excuse me, it's been with us now for a long time, and it started last season. It started probably just after midway when we started to get onto that run, and we found ourselves invincible, and we were winning every game. Uh, we only lost against Chelsea. That engenders great team spirit, and it's been carried on. And Jeff's right. Jeff's quite right. Team spirit's a massive thing. Jock Wallace, funnily enough, here's another story. He used to put a bottle of whiskey on the on the treatment bench in the middle of the changing room, and before a game, he used to say, "Right, have a have a have a quick swig of that." And some of the guys said, "What? Why, Gaffer?" He said, "Because it's a bottle of team spirit." <laughs> That's what he used to call it, you know. And and whether or not you took it, I'm not going to tell you. But that to, that to have that to have that togetherness, to have that affinity with the with the, with the with the supporters, and it's, it's absolutely marvellous. You feel like a giant. You feel as though you can achieve anything. Can I, can I just say, I think you can trace the team spirit that we've got now back for, for much further than you've just said. I'm going to take it all the way back to the plot to Nottingham Forest away when we beat them 3-2. Yeah. I think that's, that's something that day. I know we then went on and we blew it away at Watford. But I think the spirit was there, started at that Forest game. And at the Watford game, we needed to lose that in a way, I think, in hindsight, like we've yeah, said before yeah. many times. But the team spirit bouncing back from that, I think that's carried on to us. I think that's a very, very it's a good and point. And all the way through, because yeah. the, the heart of the team, or a lot of the team, is still, and the yeah, club, still with us. the coaches, yes. the, the physios, the backroom Continuity, staff, Phil. Continuity. Yeah. I would say there's probably 80... 80% of the whole club was there at Forest. Well, I think that's we an exception. I think as well, the Forest match is an exception. No matter where you are, you could be bottom of the fourth division or whatever. Yeah. The game against Forest, it just takes on a different meaning. And to win that and to, to qualify but I think on their ground. It started a bond that then went on through. That then you have to have the lows of a defeat at Watford away. And then... Yeah. That that championship season, I think there was a lot of it. Well, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying there wasn't, but I think to do what we did when we were virtually dead and buried, yeah, last season, I never thought so. I was always saying that we would make it, but that faith and that spirit and that togetherness, and a lot of good football, that's what kept us up, and that's what's keeping us where we are now. It certainly is. Let's move on and chat. 
very quickly before the show ends about Jamie Vardy and, and his England adventures over the next couple of weeks. You know, Jamie Vardy will be playing uh, for England, hopefully against Lithuania or, or Estonia in the European qualifiers. Phil, we spoke on the on the on the way over to the studios today about how Leicester City um, Leicester City fans will hope that Jamie Vardy starts in those games because England have qualified. Um, and it gives Vardy a perfect opportunity to show everyone what he's about down the middle, and that's the key part, isn't it? Down the middle of the attack. Yeah, I think I think I said to Alan earlier. I don't think Roy Hodgson's got a choice in this now. I think Vardy's top scorer was seven in the Premier League, and by far the highest English scorer. His stats back him up over the this season and the back end of last season that he's the leading striker. So I, I think Roy Hodgson has no choice but to play him. And I think in both matches, and it's got to be in his position he plays if he sticks him out left on the wing he's not really giving him a, a, a proper look at Bardi and people like Harry Kane we've sort of seen what he can and can't do he's off form at the moment Rooney we all know what he can do and people like Sturridge and Sterling and Walcott I think he's got to give Bardi Vardy a chance yeah would, would he benefit from playing <clears throat> in behind uh, sorry would, he, would, uh, would Vardy benefit with Rooney playing in behind him I'd rather see I'd rather see Vardy play with either somebody like Danny Ings or Theo Walcott. I think you know, but not someone to not not someone to feed the balls. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's the thing. Rooney, Rooney or not, Wayne Rooney will play will play for England in both of those games, and he'll play right through to the championships. Exactly, and he might as well start playing with Vardy. And that's what I'm saying. Is it would it be better for him? For Vardy, for to have someone like Wayne Rooney in behind who can slide those balls in, and then you've got wingers going down the outside, potentially Theo Walcott, Raheem Sterling, even Adam Lallana going down those uh, wide areas that can also slip balls into him, cross crosses into the box, and even even a, a long ball over, you know Vardy's going to chase it. And is he the striker that England have been missing? Because that's that is my that's my point. When was the last time that England had a striker who was in the same mould with the same work ethic and? the same sort of pace and tenacity and everything that like Jamie Vardy. When was the last time that England had someone like that? Lineker. Not and the most gifted of football, but lightning quick. And, and, and how, long, how long ago was that? It was a long time Mid-80s. ago. So are England ready for another striker like that? I said before Jamie's game, um, I said I hope he does play up front on his own and with, with Rooney just in behind him because when Rooney gets, Rooney gets the ball, Jamie just has to go and make a run. And Rooney will find him. I don't think that'll happen now. Not with this next game. I would, I would like to see him up front wings. I'm not so sure that he's going to play Rooney in any of these two games. Absolutely not too sure about it. Because as you said, he wants to see what other players can do. So if he doesn't know what Rooney can do from by now, then why play him? So it's a contradiction there. I think you've got to put in players that you, you, you think can make the England squad, you hope will make the England squad, will be good enough in the England environment uh, yes, take the captain along, obviously, um, because his experience and knowledge will rub off on the younger players. But I think Jamie's got to go through that England dressing room door now with with his shoulders back and his head held high yeah, and, yeah, and just right. sort of say, hey, I'm Jamie Vardy, I play for Leicester City and I'm top scorer in the Premiership. What do you think of that? And then... Th- I think I think he's got to big himself up, not be big headed. There's something different about that. Confidence. Aye, but 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 show everybody, hey, I'm here, and then they they they'll want to be his pal, maybe, and that's what that's what you're looking for. Remember the chance he had, and uh, was it Estonia? And uh, uh, San Marino. San Marino, I beg your pardon. He, he played, he played it over it to a Rooney. square in a Leicester City shirt. He'd have hit that. 
and it probably ended up in the back of the net. He's got to do that. He's got to do that. He's got to say, right, I'm a striker. I'm playing for England. I need to score goals. If I want to be included in further England teams in the future, if I want to make the European Championships, I'm going to have to score goals. So, sod you, Rooney. Sod you, everybody else. I've got a chance. I'm taking it. Yeah, I think he was left out to dry a bit in the San Marino where he game where he got the full 90 minutes I, there was nowhere for him to I run in that game because they dropped back an 80 yard line I, just the whole thing was wrong the yes. whole thing was wrong yeah. I mean not many people would pick him and for England if, after that if, one. if Roy Hodgson if Roy the Rovers knows his job he'll have seen that he'll have seen Jamie's video but again he's a, he has said he's a that. fan of Vardy hasn't he I think he tried to sign him didn't he tried to sign him when he was a West Brom manager he is I think he's a fan so he, 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 he should know best. He and, should know what's what, what the, and I think what's best for Jamie and England. England fans, who are not Leicester fans, one thing that, from an England point of view, because I'm an England fan, and I, it annoys the pants off me when you watch us go to a tournament and you think these overpaid lads who don't seem too bothered about being there and don't seem to put in that effort. I t- most England fans would love to see somebody like Vardy at a tournament, I think, just running his his little socks off unrestricted you yeah. want an unrestricted just Jamie Vardy and 100% Mr Ranieri will say Jamie go play yeah something like that Roy Hodgson might give him half a book about what he wants him to do yeah. just say Jamie go and play play just, what you find do what you find just looking at the uh, top scorers in the Barclays Premier League in terms of English goal scorers uh, Jamie Vardy tops the list overall um, Sergio Aguero and Riyad Mahrez in behind him Callum Wilson comes in 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 joint fourth place with uh, with five goals, and then after after Callum Wilson, I I'm looking down and the next name who is British and British alone, including Scotland and Wales etc., is Stephen Naismith, down in joint fifth with three goals. So Jamie Vardy is streets ahead uh, of any. Premier League striker who is going to be ahead of him. Just I mean, in looking down. You've got you have to go down quite away in in these goal scores before you get to Harry Kane and Wayne Rooney because they're not getting the goals Harry in the Premier Kane, League. Harry Kane scored yesterday, didn't he? He did in he, both goals. <laughs> he did. He scored twice. He is now um he is now the uh the, the the player in the Premier League who scored three own goals in the last twelve months or something. The only person uh, he's actually the top own goal scorer in the last twelve months in the, in the Premier League. Which <laughs> You'll is, love that, won't you? Yeah. I listened on it was Five Live and I listened to a great. Uh, phone interview between Ian Wright and Jamie Vardy. And All right, they, it was a lo- they they they're having a great chat about it. And Ian Wright is a massive Jamie Vardy yeah. fan. And Similar because of exactly that. And, Similar, and they were non-league, talking. It's really interesting. Sort of yeah. Wrighty came in quite late, twenty six, I think, to it all. And he yeah. said he had a word of time. And he asked Jamie Vardy, and he said, "I remember when I played." This is Wrighty saying this. He said. Every week, I was out on the pitch, and I was—I couldn't believe I was on the pitch, playing at yeah, Palace yeah, and then Arsenal yeah, and then England. Yeah. And he said, "I just loved every second of every game yeah. for the just because I, I still couldn't believe I was playing with Dennis Burkamp and these players. Oh yeah, right, even though he was like their top scorer. And he said, "What's it like, Jamie?" And Jay, Vardy was saying exactly the same. He says, I just, "I just can't believe every game I walk out and I'm playing." And it's like being a school kid. He yeah. says, "I'm so excited." Yeah. And I think that's you can see that, can't you? Oh, absolutely. You can see. You can see that. You see that in righty, and you see it in Jamie as well. Yeah. You see that enthusiasm. You see that never give up attitude that he's got. He chases everything. He doesn't give up on anything. 
and defenders hate that. Defenders, they, they, they'll then start to kick you. And uh, and that's when you've got them beat. But if anybody can listen to that interview, it's a great one because they're giggling away because they're just so excited, Wrighty and Barney, mm, mm. about how it's all going for Jamie Vardy. Well, so it's great uh, to see. Well, all he needs now is to open his account with England. And I think he's, if he can do that, he's got goals in him, Jamie, we know that. If he can do that with England, being allowed the freedom to play the way that he can be most effective, few goals for England. He'll be going. He'll be. He'll be yeah. almost establishing himself in a very, very good England front line. The very last question I'm going to ask you of the show: one-word answers once more, yes or no. Will England? If I'm let me rephrase this question: Should Jamie Vardy leave the line for England in the first game of the Euros? Alan, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Phil, yes or no? It's a no-brainer. Uh, yes. You can't answer that you in one word, in one by the word. way. You give us these questions that aren't one-word answers. He's, you know, he's he might have a season. broken leg yeah, the day exactly. before. If he carries on like he is, Here's yes. a question for you two. <laughs> okay. You talked about Ian Wright just briefly there. Yeah. You talked about him playing at Palace and Arsenal. Which two other teams did he play for? Ian Wright. Uh, I believe West Ham. Go on. No idea. Another English team. Did he go and play somewhere like Bolton or, or Burnley? Burnley. And where in Scotland? Thank you. One stat I saw the other day, and I was going to fit this in, but it didn't find the right time. But it now is a brilliant time to fit it in. This time last year, Alan, <laughs> Leicester City, ninth in the Premier League, coming off the back of a defeat against Burnley at home. Ross Wallace with the goal in the dying moment. Was it a two-all draw? It was certainly was. It was, it was, it was a, a two-all two draw. Was, it was a two-all draw. Matty the, James fouled him on the edge of penalty area. So... He did. What else do you want to know? Where did Ian Wright play in Scotland? Did we get... What was the answer? Celtic. I was Celtic. So so with with that in mind, doesn't that just show how quickly things can go badly in the Barclays Premier League? Because Leicester City this time last year were in ninth place. Everything was going swimmingly. Oh, you're such a doom merchant, Owen. What a way to end the show. Don't be so... Come on, Owen. <laughs> it was just what a warning. Oh, hey, dear. He, he stopped you know, Alan's worried about here. how many goals we're letting you in, you're worried we're going to go on a bad as, run. As, as a well-known commentator <laughs> says on a Saturday night, just look at his face. <laughs> just enjoy it, Owen. <laughs> I am enjoying it. I was enjoying it last year, but uh, to, towards the... Towards the those 140 like, days when you've supported them for 40 years, and you'll know that we're, it goes up and it goes down. Oh, I can. And I it can. goes up again during my time supporting Leicester City. <laughs> I've certainly seen it go up and go down, and mainly down. <laughs> yeah. um, it's up at the moment, so enjoy the ups. I am enjoying it. I am enjoying it, but every, it's just a, a, a warning in there. December is looking a very every tough Liverpool month. Chelsea. Oh, I, 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 I said, I said if we look, if we get, I said earlier on about a tough month, but one Leicester City fans relish and supporters. Sorry, what Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton, Manchester City, bring it on. I would love that. If I was still playing, I'd be looking at it thinking, come on. Well, I mean, the next few games, Owen, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Watford, I believe. Yeah. That could be nine points. Quite easily. It certainly could be seven. So, you know, before we, we do hit a tough patch. Yeah. But we've, we've I looked but at but the fixtures but but and there's quite a lot of winnable games out of the next I think Chelsea have been having a wee bit of a tough patch, haven't they? <laughs> what are they going to be doing about Are they going to be wanting to play us? Will they be looking at, oh, Christ, we've got yeah, Leicester this week. Them. We'll certainly see. Thank you very much uh, for joining us both on that the podcast today. Thank you, Owen. It, my pleasure, Alan. Always, always, a, always a pleasure to 
uh, entertain you on a nice cold <laughs> Monday morning. Thank you very much for coming into the studios today, uh, Phil. Thank you all for having us. And if you would like to get in contact with the podcast, you can find all the ways to do that in the description. You can tweet us at 100LCFC. You can go to our Facebook page, 100% LCFC, or you can visit the website as well. That's www.lesterfantv.com. But for more here at the 100% LCFC podcast, it is... Goodbye. Cheerio, everybody. And goodbye from me. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.